New Zealand's Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment is currently refreshing its refugee and migrant strategies to try and improve support services for immigrants. On Thursday, the ministry hosted a Talanoa session with the Pacific communities to understand the needs of Pacifica immigrants. It's one of many different consultative processes currently underway for the strategy refresh. Participants of the session included co-directors of Blue Spur Consulting Group, Seprina Fale, and Mandy Sitia Momoisia, who run their own settlement services for Pacifica immigrants. They spoke with Susanna Suisuiki about the realities Pacific immigrants face in New Zealand. Mandy Sitia Momoisia began their talanoa talking about the support Pacifica communities have provided in the past for extended family and relatives coming to Aotearoa. So anybody um, that's born and raised here in New Zealand or um, came across in the 1960s or before that, we'll know the story of um, set of, of supporting um, family members, church members, our neighbours, friends, neighbours, anybody that comes over from the islands. Um, we've been, um, well, like I was saying earlier, I've been doing this since I can remember, um, just in high school even, um, being chased down the road to, to help somebody um, fill out a form, to open their bank accounts, to helping um, family members enroll into school. Um, they still, even today, um, I still get um, asked to come in and help family members who want to find rental homes or want to own a home. They want to know about mortgages, cars, things like that. So I've been doing it personally since I was 16, um, around that age. And I know that Everyone um, that has had family members come through their houses um, will know what I'm talking about. But the um, settlement service was officially established in August, sorry, June, June 2019, through our charity called Blue Spur Charitable Trust. Um, and we run the program, which is the Pacific Settlement Support Program. Um, we officially started, though, in August of 2019, when we saw the need um, to just start, to just go and do it. Um, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of uh, discussion for years and years and years about um, organising some kind of support for people who are coming over from the islands. Um, and now we are finding um, a lot of issues arising from the lack of support. So uh, Sabrina, myself, and uh, Laura Kyle, we just had a chat. We decided we're just going to go do it. And we established a um, program that has been running now um, for a couple of years. Maybe I'll ask you, Sabrina, this question. What gaps did you notice with the current support that the government have in place or has in place in terms of um, settlement services? Um, in as far as Pacifica people are concerned, none. Uh, something that's Pacifica led and Pacifica driven um, has its values and cultural um, know-hows uh, embedded into it. There's nothing that exists at the moment. Uh, there is a, a migrant service, I believe they've changed their name now to Believe Aotearo. I can't really remember. Uh, belong belong Aotearo, something like that, uh, before there were migrant services. So I, I, I believe that was sort of the main migrant service provider that existed. I think they used to have something for Pacifica way back, but then they discontinued that part. There's quite a lot of services now that sort of look at, they brand themselves as a settlement support by way of providing employment, um, doing up CVs and 
getting them to find a job. Um, and then, but you find that a lot of the immediate need for these people, these people may not necessarily be finding a job. Say, mm -hmm. for example, people that come on a quota, one person in that family would already have a job offer mm -hmm. ready to go to that job. So immediately, job for them is not the issue. It's about settling in. And settling in requires finding accommodation um, just for them to know their immediate environment. They need to know where they're settling in, what community. They need to engage with their community. Um, you know, and a lot of them come and live with their own families. And the job that they have a job offer with may be miles away and hours away. So then there's transport that come into play. And these families do not necessarily have the means to provide transport for them or that kind of wraparound support immediately when they land. So we're seeing being provided a sort of like secondary or third phase support. Um, when the most critical need is when they land, they need to know where they're at, <laughs> get their bearings right. Uh, what is this country, New Zealand? What is the law? What can I do and what can I, what can't I do? I need to drive with, with, you know, where do they are so lost? Added to that is the mental well being shifting across to another country with completely different values and cultural and people is a major mental shift. And there's no such support. We just, they just land and off they go. And what we've noticed is quite a lot of the people that we've dealt with come and live with families who themselves are way below the poverty line. They're going through that cycle of financial, you know, illiteracy and, and whatnot. So we're just adding to the problem. We're not, we're not sort of providing a hand up so that newcomers into this country, particularly from the Pacific, are given a different trajectory in life.